Hello. Welcome to debriefing of Miss. What the hell? Karen, shut it. Shut it down, Karen. Did you hear that, Mr. Lilla? Yeah. Uh, Karen's, Karen's, be- Karen's being a bitch. Oh, <laughs> it sounded like she dropped a whole bunch of ice cubes or something. Yeah, she's uh, dropping some things. But, uh, hey, anyway, so here we are. Uh, see you here in the break room. Haven't talked to you in a while. It's, uh, it's very late in the night for us, actually. It's also very late in general. Yeah. Like... I haven't been feeling so well. I, I was sick after the coming back from the execution rocks, sitting on those friggin' rocks with the wind and the rain and the uh, lack of uh, direction. What happened there? I can... Well, I well, guess... I can tell that... Uh, oh, go ahead. I know what happened. Um, I don't know why I, I kind of got accusatory there with you right away, but, but like, it just wasn't the best spot to go, you know? Whose idea was it? Yours? Uh, yours. <laughs> no, you were trying to couple it. You said, hey, let me go here. I also, you're going to try to couple it with the, there's a Hilton. You're going to couple it with a family vacation while you were there with your children and That's wife. not, no, that's not no? what happened. No. 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 Okay, so I get there <laughs> and I realize, okay, so I'm going after Carl Payne's room. And I quickly realized that this is this is a story that everybody seems to believe, and I don't. I I, I believe some of it may be true, but not all <clears throat> of it. Um, and I never saw anybody question this story before. So basically, you, if you if you know the Carl Panzerham story, uh, and if you don't, it's this meanest man who's ever existed the baddest man on the planet or the baddest man in history is, is kind of the way that he's touted um, and he's a confessed liar um, early on he would take plenty of beatings when he went to like juvenile uh, detention centers because he couldn't stop himself from being honest about the way he felt about things. Uh, he would, he mm-hmm. would get himself into bad situations. And then some of the older inmates one day started to feel sorry for him for how much he was taking beatings and whippings from other inmates and by the guards. Sorry, so, um, they, they felt what for him? So, sorry for him. So, so, sorry? Yeah. What sorry. do you mean? Like they, yeah. No, I think you're trying to say sorry. Is that right? So, oh, my Canadian accent. Okay, yeah. We were talking about that. My so so. It's not sorry. It's sorry. Sorry. Okay. How's it spelled? Sorry. <laughs> Look, man. I'm not even quite sure your accents are real. <laughs> so, anyways, okay. To to wrap this up, it's not S A R R Y. Sorry. But anyways, okay. So. Sorry. So, um, man, you threw me right. Oh, so they they uh, they hipped him to, to the idea that you can, you can tell people what they want to hear, and things will be easier on you. This is how um, blunt the brain of Carl Panzram was. He apparently he was a fairly intelligent guy as well. But anyways, 
he learned how to manipulate people and make things easier on himself. And there's multiple times with the books that I read and any of the documentaries, I guess, or um, all we really have are the the writings of Carl Panzram himself to draw from. And in those writings, he admits to being a liar, like many criminals are. You have to be. So I came to the conclusion that, man, this guy is definitely uh, buttering up his own story. And I don't want to retell it like everybody has already the same way. So immediately I'm lost. Immediately I'm out there and I'm lost. I do believe that he went to Execution Rocks and he dumped these bodies. But to go any further with the story, um, I felt I just didn't want to do it. So then I just started thinking and thinking about other things, and you, you saw what happened. It was a mess, really. It was a mess. Well, just uh, to rewind a little bit, yes, it seems like you you have some issues with how things have gone because, well, you're breaking protocol. I haven't even asked you one question yet. Here you are in the right. break room trying to figure out how to use our new Keurig machine, which you didn't even say thank you for. But also, you're wearing that solar trauma blanket obviously you're not right in your head I'm going to have to hey but well let's keep talking I will if you're okay with me doing what I am I'm supposed to debrief you if you're cool with that then we will I didn't even know we were doing a debriefing I just came here to get some coffee out of this Keurig Keurig and but fine of course go ahead let's get it let's get it done I gotta get it done do you like do you like the Keurig yeah, I do. Yeah, I thought you would. Eh? I sourced those Arabica beans from Arabica. No, you didn't. You just yeah, buy the pods, you idiot. Yeah, they're on Amazon. Ugh. Anyway, um, I have to go put my arm in Karen. Let's talk while we walk. All right. Okay. Here's, okay, I'm going to chuck you some questions here. You ready? Yeah, man. So... Actually, the first question I'd like to ask you is the one one that I always ask you because I feel like, you know, it's a really easy one for you to consume. It's why did you choose this location? But in this case, I'll just kind of combine that with all that you've said so far, which is you sounded like this was a terrible idea. So and then you still went. So what's up with? Hey, man, what's up with that? Yeah, well, good question. Um, I thought it was okay. Here's the here's the deal. I wrote I wrote the whole thing out. It went the way it was supposed to go. Sorry, I went through the whole journey. The journey went the way it was supposed to go. When when I come back, I'm thinking back on it, and it's it's similar to maybe um, I don't know if I hate it or I love it. I love the experience that 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 was. Um, like an abs, uh, I don't want to compare myself to it. Like an, an art, uh, I guess. I guess it is a form of art, though. And an abstract artist might create something and then show it to people, and they either get it right away, or they see something in it that that inspires them, and they love it, or they hate it. And at times, an abstract artist will create something that everybody hates because it's just shit. Um, and I wasn't certain when I came back from that how the response uh, would be at all if people would just be like why why even bother right why, um, why hit record on that one man <laughs> right well hey on that I think actually your response is admirable because you could have 
you know, you bring up abstract artists and, you know, creators often, some, you know, especially abstract, they have a tendency to, you know, like Jackson potluck things onto the canvas. And then after they see what's there, they're like, oh, yeah, this is, I intended to make this. Yes. So, so it's the fight right. of the cats. They do it after the fact. And right. so at least you're, you're being, you know, what you're saying is noble in just the fact that you're like, man, I don't know what this, this, I don't know what to make of this. It truly, it truly did, though. I, I, you're right, though. It had a life of its own. It had, and and crime, crime Machine, I'm not even used to yet. I'm not used to going and doing, doing the, the way that we're doing it. And I don't even know where it's headed. So, so when that started to happen to me as, as I was uh, exploring that part of the world... I didn't, I'd never know where it's going to go, to be honest with you. I never know where it's going to go. It just kind of kind of starts coming to me. And as it came to me, um, while I was sitting there, my thoughts started to go to uh, not true evil, but truly things, things that have actually happened. Um, and we write them off as just being as a result of uh, mental illness. And we even allow these people to continue to... Uh, be out in society and all that um, which is which is a very touchy subject uh, and and the, the reason why I got into that 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 tra- train of thought speaking about Vincent Lee who's the Greyhound bus killer the with the Greyhound bus beheading um, Alisa Lamb like I mentioned and uh, the woman who was pushing her little boy on the swing uh, which I'm not Rutger. sure if ever, I forget her I name believe- sorry the kid's name was Rutger. Was it really? No. You're just making that up. Well, I, I'm not quite sure we've ever heard his name, so I thought I'd, you know, try to. Romatius Sims. You can't just make up names. His name is Jair. <laughs> Jair uh, Donali. Dang. Three years old. So, um, I, I, I ended up going there because that is a truly um, spooky thing that happens to people. It's a truly spooky thing that happens to people that they can be taken control of by their own mental, um, their mind, their mindset, voices in their head. A lot of them will say that these things happen to them because of the voices in their mind. Um, you know what, man? I'm a little sick. I'm a little lost. I'm still a little lost. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. That's why I called it called me crazy. I, I, call, I said, let's, let's just title it called me crazy because it just took on a life of its own and I was all over the place. It's never happened to me before. I think it's interesting that you put it that way because on the other side of it, so the way if we're talking about the, the construct of crime machine, the way that we build it, the idea, the premise is familiar things that everyone says they hey yeah, I'm familiar with that case and then we say oh yeah watch this and we send you on a journey that says very very precise and very specific and then that the way that that constructs out is sort of little vin- vignettes right of this story and but what like on my end when when this came to me for me to add a couple beeps and boops and the uh, deep doot doots that because on my Casio keyboard here, the the challenge I found with it was it was it, I wasn't around the corner in the Voliska house. I wasn't you know I wasn't squarely staring at some small microscopic 
you know, stamp-sized portion of a story, you were still like 40,000 feet in the air looking at this very wide landscape. And so from a, from a production standpoint, even it was interesting. I, I, the closest, oftentimes I think this word is used negatively, but it, it felt meandering. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it, was, it seemed appropriate because I could tell like where your headspace was with it was the fact that you're like sort of landlocked in this question mark about mental stability mental health and that although it like the, the carl penzram story taken at full face value is a page turner there's quite a bit of you know wow factor there are hollywood moments you know things that would make a hollywood movie and you'd be like dang that was intense but somehow so maybe expound on that a little because i know about Panzerem because of the research of this case and everything but the way you took it was really unique it was you looked at it and you said yeah sure you know lots of things happened on the boxcar willy but but I somehow you translated it and associated it with the woman that pushed on the swing in the in the the, the Greyhound bus so how did you how did you connect those dots that was interesting to me because you know Panzerem itself has a lot of like you know just basic blocking and tackling, kill them up, you know stab them, rape them kind of stories, and you, yeah. yet you kind of took this very gray, gray moody approach to it. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. It just kind of started happening. Um, what happened was I just I didn't believe the story. Like I said, the execution rocks story. It just all looks so good on paper. Like Carl Panzram just looks so good on paper, so, something something to to visit, and then uh, like I said, the deeper I got into it, the more I realized this man told his life story to a jail guard at the end of his life when he was about to be executed. Um, he killed a laundry room attendant that, that worked for the prison. He wasn't wasn't another another uh, uh, prisoner. He killed him with this metal bar, um, and that's why he was sentenced to death. Before that, he had climbed a fence or a wall with a makeshift ladder and fallen and broken like both his legs, his ankles, a piece, uh, I think it's his tailbone, his uh, pelvis. Pelvis, yeah. Right? Like completely broken. They threw him in the hole for months and his bones stitched up on their own. Allegedly. Um, just so many unbelievable stories that, that, that I ended up having to read about it. Um, and he's like this, this broken old still a young man but old old he's broken and now he's on death row and Henry Lesser this tiny little mouse of a guard comes up and allegedly well I know that he he likely gave him some cigarettes and gave him paper some stationery and a pen and asked him to write his story and Panzerim all of a sudden is just like so blown away that someone's finally been nice to him you gonna tell me that's the first person who's been nice to him like in 30 something years people are definitely someone was nice what about the 11 year old boy that was nice to him as they uh, they walked into the woods and then he raped him and beat him over the back of the head with a rock that that kid was nice to him uh, until he raped and murdered him so so when I get to that and then I then I then I watch Henry Lesser in interviews and he's the type of guy who won't shut up you know he's like this little little dude who's like got the stories and and he 
you can't get a word in edgewise on him. They got two people interviewing him, and he just talks for like 15 minutes. They don't even know what to do with this guy. So now we got a storyteller paired up with this, this con at the end of his life who wants to make a legend out of himself. And um, I, I saw it for what it was, and I wasn't seeing anybody else attacking that angle that this all could be a complete um, exaggeration for uh, this little weenie prison guard, Henry Lesser, <laughs> to, no one's ever spoken negatively to him, by the way, that's, that's why I'm laughing, like, but, but I see something, something there with this guy, like a little con going on, and I'm certain he made money off of uh, selling the rights to Carl Panzram's story, because he's the only one who had it, he's the only one who had the information. Um, so, to, but to answer your question, so then, so then it goes, so then I lose that, then I lose respect for the story. And Execution Rocks, there's not a whole lot there, too. There's a, big, there's a lot of ghost story stuff going on, like moans from the shore and the colonial times and then being chained to the rocks. Um, all that can't be proven either. Um, every lighthouse appears to be haunted. Carl Panzram, when you look at him, he appears to be the man that, the, that people are claiming him to be. So we believe these things uh, very easily. And it's spooky and it's, and it's kind of like uh, compelling. Then I start thinking about, you know... Uh, the three the three cases that I brought up and that would be the Cecil Hotel with with uh, Elisa Lamb and the Greyhound bus beheading and this woman who pushed her child on a swing for like three, two and a half days straight pushed him on the swing uh, and he tried to get out and her mental illness was telling her to keep him on the swing or else something horrible would happen to her and to him and he dies on the swing and they have to cut him out of the friggin thing um, and <laughs> this is just kind of this type of thing is seen as just uh, that's a horrible thing to me it's horrifying when, when I heard that, that, that Tim McLean's head got cut off of that Greyhound bus and when I heard that story about the kid being pushed in the swing and when I heard about Elisa Lamb and saw the video of her running from something that, that wasn't there and she gets onto the elevator and she goes up and she takes off all her clothes and apparently drowns in the water cistern at the top those things stand out as truly terrifying to me um, and uh, the Panzram, the Execution Rocks, when I was there, suddenly did not, in comparison. And again, I called it "Call Me Crazy." I just, I, I just kind of lost myself in that story. It was weird. I'm, I still can't tell you what happened, honestly. So, I hear what you're saying as far as like, can't tell me what happened there, but. I got to be honest, even like when you were doing the research and then the recording and everything, you just, you, you something's uh, like there were times in the day where I was really like, um, is, uh, is his marriage falling apart or is like, is someone got a gun to his head all day long? And like, cause you weren't acting like yourself, you know, you, the, it, it was really, it was for me having known you for a while it was odd but now that you say that to me at least i've seen this before with you and what it was was maybe what's been relatively newsworthy lately in in the true crime community about you know stealing other people's work and not being you know not not doing your own kind of being a hack and stuff and coming into it from a different angle there's been times where you and i have been like researching something and I'll be like yeah 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 there's not a lot of meat on the bone there but we'll just kind of you know fluff it up and you're you are consistently like nah I don't do that 
And so is that, I guess that's my way of saying, I, I don't believe you don't know what's going on. Mm. So what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't. I, well, <clears throat> I'll, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I guess it went to a spot which is touchy with the mental illness thing. With the ment, uh, because I've been talking about the paranormal aspect. I feel like those things are, are turnoffs for people when they're listening to to a podcast. Um, and we're just starting off with this crime machine thing. Um, and even now, I'm a little bit worried about going too far with my true thoughts on it. But but I will. I mean, this is a little bit different. Um, I saw Pan's Ram, like I said, and this Execution Rock's place as, as places that appear to be everything they say they are. And the further I dug in, I was like, there's really no proof of that. And then when I start thinking about true evil, I think about things like Elisa Lamb and uh, the Greyhound bus beheading and, and this woman who pushed her child in the swing because, in my opinion, it feels like they were um, affected by something. They say they were. And yes, you could say it's schizophrenia. You could say it's mental illness. That's fine. I'm just saying this is my opinion. That these people are more susceptible to, if you want to believe in evil in the world, which in my opinion you probably should, um, they're more open to it and and uh, easier to it be influenced. <clears throat> and... Uh, that's kind of that's kind of where I went with it. So 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 in in going that route, you'll have people who will be like, "Well, it's, it's, no, they need medication. They're sick." You know, I agree. But Vincent Lee with the Greyhound bus beheading, there's a lot of people with schizophrenia, and not all of them get on a bus and suddenly have this complete urge to take out a Rambo-style knife and cut a kid's head off and eat his genitals and walk around the bus holding the head as a lantern. Uh, all the horrible things, eat his eyes, all that. Um, and he truly believed that something was telling him to do all these things. And maybe there was something telling him to do all these things. Is all I'm saying. There was. And maybe it wasn't just his cross-wired brain. Maybe the schizophrenia left him open for something to implant those thoughts and, and manipulate his brain uh, to do these things for its own sick pleasure, wherever it is. Uh, maybe. I'm just saying maybe. And that, that thought creeps me out. That creeps the hell out of me out. That's scarier than anything else. So then, are you saying that the story of Karl Panzeram is one of that kind of diabolical, hard-to-put-your-finger-on evil then or what how does as as far as that evil that you're talking that brand of evil right how okay. does carl gotcha i got you no i thank you no i got you because people say that this is the worst this is the worst of the worst and when i'm sitting here looking at it and i'm like i don't believe this shit this is not the worst of the worst this guy has has uh puffed himself up with his own autobiography it leads me to think of what is what is the worst as i sit on these rocks what is the worst for real, and when it comes to what I just said, it's um, it's it's a woman pushing her three-year-old son in a swing. 
on on a, on a baby chair, so one of those baby chair swings. He's he was too small. He was too big to be to go into the swing. She stuffed him into it, and he's crying. And she starts pushing him on the swing, and people are walking by, and she's just standing there and all night long. And then all day, and a kid comes by on his bike, and the kid's trying to get out, but he's stuck in the swing, and she's stuffing him back in and whispering to him shit, and he's crying. And then he dies because he's dehydrated and from shock. Dude. And then she says that something was telling her that she couldn't leave that spot. <laughs> that's terrifying, man. That's 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 like really horrible. So it's it's uh okay okay so if I have to unpack this a bit yeah well I don't know if you can well for my head I think I've got I think I've got it so we can bucket things into we'll say three different categories here one being what we get a lot of in the true crime world which is. I'm evil. I'm bad. Look at all the stuff I did, but not. But but still, back it up. Like uh, like Brutus or Bundy or someone. You know, pick one. They, they, there, there's a, hand, a whole lot of substantial legitimacy to the claim that they are a bad person. Sure. And and the world says that's evil. That the way you are is evil. Yeah. And they say yes, sure, I am evil. And so it's it. No one dis. No one. No one questions it. No one. We just bucket it that way. We're like it's 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 Hollywood evil. It yeah. is what, the way I would put that. So that's one bucket. Right. The other bucket, uh, which you're saying maybe Carl falls into, is is illegitimate, unsubstantiated. Call yourself whatever you want, but we don't care because we can't we can't prove it. You are not. It, it it's hollow. It's hollow from the standpoint. It feels that hollow. Yes. <coughs> He's a bad seed. He's a bad seed. Like that. That there are yes. these people who can be really bad seeds, and they're 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 destined to do nothing but inflict pain upon the earth and all that kind of stuff. It sounds like a wrestler. You know how like they put up a prop up a backstory to a wrestler. Yes. That's what Carl Panzer feels like to me, like the wrestler of the serial killer world. It's like when he kicked off his 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 life doing these things. It was like that was it. His intention was, I'm going to go ahead and entitle myself now, and then I'm going to fill in the backstory. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's a third bucket though that I think I I I see where you're going with this. Which, mm-hmm. when you're talking about the woman and this on and then the child on the swing and the greyhound bus and the and the Elisa Lamb. Yes, yes, Elisa Lamb. Um, uh, the the feeling that I get is that these people's agency or their ability to operate independent, which is a you know we've talked before, this is fundamental to being a human, is that we walk and talk, we move around, we do all the things based on our our ability to be free to do whatever we want. That they fall into a bucket that is a very interesting bucket, and that is. That is, they are moving not on their own volition. Yes. That, that, and that it may very well be something that is assisting them. Uh, they are just the thing on the ends of the string, and something else is controlling them. There's yes. another. There's something else that fits in that category for me, at least. And that, you know, I'm not saying everyone has ever watched this type of stuff, but 
if you've ever watched someone that is fi- has filmed their own suicide, right? That that situation falls into this category as well because it is it it is not it, it is in the the realm of things that humans should not do because uh, because it, it, uh, it, it's almost like something is compelling you to do something that is so counter to to living to life to being a human to end your own life that it's this it's this huge void that when you watch it and you see and then someone takes their life and and then it just you know whatever the video keeps rolling or whatever Mm -hmm. and then it's just quiet and it it, that reminds me of elisa lamb where where the humanity is drawn out of the situation and what is left are just toys that are being operated by something otherworldly and i guess the the headline for that is true evil or or the question of insanity right that's fine yeah i don't want to go too deep into those those waters of 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 my actual belief system being that there's real evil out there manipulating these people how about this how about this okay although 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 i although that's a that's a kind of an entertaining way or like for a storyteller like kind of an interesting way to go about it i'm sure stephen king has done i'm sure sure plenty of, of people with horror movies and stuff have taken on that premise but the reality is that people with mental illness these people that i mentioned and plenty of others exist out there almost like sleeper sleeper cells like of of potential to inflict some kind of odd unforeseen uh horror uh into the news cycle of, of our day it can happen it it, ha- it seems to happen you know two three times i'm not even talking about school shootings school shootings to me are are, are outside of this box I'm talking about a woman pushing her kid on a friggin' swing till he dies. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to repeat the three again, but um, it, it's it's uh, it's it's terrifying that we we as human beings have that potential in us to break down to that degree and then be affected by something. I, I mean, I've always, <clears throat> ever since 9/11 happened, even though I'm in Canada, I've been concerned about sleeper cells about guys who came through, you know, with immigration and and they're just waiting for the moment, like a Manchurian candidate type situation, you know, that will just be like, I thought that was going to happen after 9-11, but it didn't. I'm sure it's happened a couple of times. I'm sure it's happened multiple times. Um, But that's, that's how I feel about these people. It's like now, when now that I know that that that's possible to happen, um, I look at everybody differently. Everybody, like everybody is your t- like a teacher just e- even the more more respected people the more people the people who seem like they have it more together like look at Christopher Watts right kills his whole family he seems like a good looking guy got a big ass house nice truck quiet but you know reserved but seems like he's like down to earth and see what he does you know uh, I look at everybody differently and it's and it's and it's uh it's a horrifying world to live in if, if you're looking at it through that filter. You gotta, you gotta stay away from it. You gotta try to at least. I don't even know if you op. Sometimes I look at you and I'm like, did his eye just do a loop-de-loop around the socket? You know? You're a weird dude. Well, that, that could just be the greens you're on, man. But, uh, <laughs> whatever. No, I hear what you're saying. You know, the interesting thing I think about, uh, the, the tragic thing, you brought it up that, uh, hey, just because they're schizophrenic people, not everyone goes and eats a dude's nuts, right? Uh, 
that that but the, here, think of this the tragedy of and it's not sexy we don't talk about mental illness because it's not sexy i mean if we're being really honest it's not you know it's not fancy let's say it's, sexy it's not it's touchy no it's touchy but what i mean by it's stop not saying sexy, sexy. Is, stop. okay <laughs> i mean okay here's what i mean talking about bundy talking about Dahmer, that's sexy for from media not not mental illness because see, so interesting thing here take a lisa lamb and let's say for everyone that has the same mental constitution that elisa lamb had when she did what she did mm-hmm. let's say there's a thousand of people that had that same constitution do you know where those people are they are zeros and they're sitting in a mental hospital somewhere they're sitting in a a facility where they lost their humanity but that yet they just sit there that is the sad or, that's the flip side of that situation where it's, right. it's so tragic right or or they got medication and they're they're functioning in society as well <clears throat> but but at that level that you said with elisa lamb yes her in that state would be in a mental mental institution no dead psychiatric right. facility whatever um yeah yeah absolutely man i mean you never run this experiment but but that that cecil hotel has a very dark history where, where, where that happened to her, it has a very, very dark history for suicide and, and for murder. And you would never run this experiment, but I wonder if you put a um, hundred people through there with schizophrenia off their meds, how they would behave in comparison to being in a building with, with no history. Uh, that's just my... Uh, stupid little experiment I would do if I was a Nazi in Germany or whatever, right? That's that would be my uh Yeah. That'd be my, my yeah. shot I'd take. No <laughs> one would ever run that experiment. Uh Karen, shut down experiment forty two dash B Lair Quadrant two. Alright, let's wrap this up. I gotta go. I'm gonna lay down for a bit. Did we cover it? I got two questions okay, for go you. Go ahead. I got two questions. Uh this this is this is a question I ask you a lot, which is regret. Like, do you regret choosing this? But I'm going to modify it a bit here because it, obviously there's regrettable elements of this. But at what point did you go from regret to this is a point of no return? I must continue forward. What, when was that? That was when. Uh, well, we need to get the episode out. Oh, okay, right. We, the, when we realized we need ad rev. We, there wasn't even any ad rev. Crime Machine's doing very poorly. I don't know if you noticed. Hey, this is a donation. We're like PBS. We're going to have a call center here soon calling all of our fans. Asking <laughs> I, them to donate. Right. No, honestly, I, did, I didn't. Uh, I, I would have I put it out even if I had a lot of time. I, I was happy with it. I was, I was happy with it. I just wasn't sure if anyone would really like it. I wasn't even sure if I liked it, but but I, I was I was I was uh, satisfied with with the arc of it and all that. Um, there were a few times, yeah, where I did it myself, but I think I've already talked about it already. So no, but if if I could go back and not do it, I, I no, I wouldn't say that at this point. Like I said before, I I don't know how it's received. I don't know how it's going to age, and it might just end up being just one of those weird episodes from the beginning. I know that it's episode zero zero four where we're headed for that. Uh, I'll tell, I'll say, because well, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we're going yeah. to uh, Dorothea Puente's house on F Street, uh, Sacramento, in the 80s. You might know her as the uh, the landlady killer. 
Anyways, another another case that I know we said we're going to do a lot of well-known cases. Uh, these are kind of on the fringe. And soon, coming up very soon, I, I, we can talk about this I, with uh, Once Upon a Crime. You want to talk about that yes. or do you have another question first? You want to do well, another question? No. No, you know, I'll just add one little thing to what Please. you're saying there is, yeah, for all that we're talking about, about the confusion with the episode and just the, the, like the, 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 way it, the way it was, the way it came out, the outcome, the output, right? But the, what I would say with it is it's not junk, man. It was, it was, a, it was a fun ride. You know, it was good to listen to. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, so, I, I, yeah, I was hoping you would say that you still liked liked the byproduct of, of I did yeah alright thanks yeah. man no I did I did I did it was just a little different and it we, we covered it all already so what, what I'll say is uh, Once Upon a Crime Esther Ludlow from the podcast Once Upon a Crime she listens on Patreon here as well good friend now uh, and for a long time even though I, I haven't spoken to her until just recently um I'm going to be on her. She's busy. Yeah, she's so so I guess, but not as busy as her. She is. She is all over the place. She really is. Uh, she goes to all the events and she does an episode, I believe, once a week. I've I yeah. I, well, then she does. Let's talk about let's true talk crime about true crime. The, yeah, the, which Leroy yeah. Leroy Luna was on that. Um, yeah. I'm going to be on her her episode, her Christmas special, I believe, is what it is for Jean-Benet Ramsey. Um, and I am going to do a Crime Machine episode on John Benet Ramsey myself. When I'm, when I'm on the Once Upon a Crime uh, episode, we're going to just go back and forth about the theory of who we think did it and all that, or, or who people think did it. I'm not going to talk about who I thought did it. I mean, you don't want to make it about yourself, even though the brother for sure did it, right? Um, right, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know who didn't do it? Well, Epstein. Epstein did not do it. No, okay, go ahead. He didn't kill himself either. So <laughs> he did. No, he was assassinated by Bill Clinton yeah. himself. Yep. You want to talk about that a little bit? I know you were not bitching really. about it earlier. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of. Hey, do, oh, on that. Okay, one, one quick rant. Fine. Hmm. He didn't kill himself, and then everyone says he didn't kill himself. He didn't kill himself. So what has happened in the government? They're like, oh well, we gotta have somebody. So let's go and get the guards, the two guards. Let's 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 slap their wrists. That should that should satiate the the whole world. Hmm. God, I hate I hate the way things work. At the same time, I'm like, how do I get that job? How I can suck so bad, and 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 not be caught or kill people and not be caught and have the whole world say the op did it and then and then still nobody cares to to hurt to catch me that i want that job i want i want the i want the clinton's job (laughs) you're you're throwing out some some accusations yeah you're saying that the clinton said something to do with epstein's death so did you listen to that that podcast uh that we promoted Yes, we actually promoted it. It was interesting. They cover a lot of ground in that. That so they. What's it called again? Sorry, what's what's the name the curious, of the podcast? The curious case of Mr. Epstein. I yeah, think. that's right. Sarah? Go ahead. And uh, yeah, they cover. It's very deep. You know, they they cover his his history, everything. You know, Donald Trump shows up a whole ton in in the whole series. Uh, you've heard of Bill Clinton, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. Guess guess what. 
What? He doesn't show up in it at all. Just saying, doesn't show up in it. Just saying, I'm not saying anything by that. It's not a commentary on the way they wrote that podcast. Did Bill Clinton travel with Epstein or something? Did he go along with them to the to that that uh, what do they call it? What, what was the island? Sex Island or something? Sex and Rape Island? I think it was Humpy Island, <laughs> something like that. Humpy Teen Island. Uh, but yeah, no, only only there's a lot tons of documentation of him traveling on Epstein's plane but but that's neither here nor there apparently not criticizing as much as just saying what the whatever you sound like a right winger up yeah well sometimes I'm right sometimes I'm left sometimes uh, that I enjoy I enjoy saying whatever I want because uh, I'm, I'm a fictional character right? yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah yeah I got no problem with right wing I, yeah, I got no problem with right wingers by the way I mean or left wingers I don't give a it's shit all parody. I just say I, I agree with you you should probably mention the Clintons in that and you gotta wonder why why they didn't but anyways we digress we do, do it. we do digress so mm. uh, you were saying so I don't know did I cut you off with John Bonet no I, <laughs> <laughs> Now I just like to go. Can we just go, please? Karen, Karen, can we can we end uh, end transmission? I'm gonna go to bed. Thank you everybody for supporting. Thank you for hanging in with us. I'll be back real soon with the early release of 004 F Street, the Dorothea Poente uh, snippet that we've already prepared and we're working on right now. You'll see it ASAP. When do you think Oppie will have that that cut up and thrown out there? Easily before 2020 elections. <laughs> Perfect. So. Karen, kill it. <laughs>